ఓం నమో భగవతే వాసుదేవాయ ఓం నమో భగవతే వాసుదేవాయ ఓం నమో భగవతే వాసుదేవాయ Please, one thing. This uh, Prabhupada's Vyasa son shouldn't be as kept. Nyanam teham savigyanam Idam vaksham yashe shataha Nyadyadvane habhuyo nyaj Nyatavyam avashishyate Okay. He doesn't give the translation of that. I'm personally going through a period of rediscovering Bhagavad Gita. I'm uh, reading Bhagavad Gita a lot these days and meditating on its transcendental meanings. Bhagavad Gita is <clears throat> considered introductory knowledge. At the same time, it's not very easy to understand. But if we do understand the knowledge of Bhagavad Gita, then we understand everything as is stated here. Uh, means that we understand Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And the details of that we can understand more from Krishna. Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita and other transcendental works. And other transcendental works? Did you say that? Okay. Okay. Different syntax in Russian, obviously. Um, <clears throat> but our basis should be very strong. Srila Prabhupada once told an analogous anecdote that one man was in the construction one man was mixing the cement mixing and mixing and mixing and mixing going on and on and at one point someone said to him why are you mixing so long and in anger at being uh, criticized via this query this man threw some of that cement at the person who had asked him the question, uh, which missed the man and hit the wall. And it became, it, it remained on the wall and it became so hard that no one could remove it. Please leave some space so that people can come. Gradually more devotees are coming. So please move inside. Yeah, yeah. More needed for the women than the men. Anyway, the men can move in also. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay, then the women can move up. All right. So in the same way, if our basis in Krishna consciousness is very strong, then we will be immovable. Uh, yeah, the Matajis sitting here can also tell those who newly come to move in and not sit down. Otherwise, we'll have the same problem again. Uh, on the other hand, if our basis is not very strong, we may 
learn so many things, speak on so many elaborate topics, but our basis will be weak. It will be like a house built on sand. What will happen to a house that is built on sand? Very soon it will collapse. However beautifully it is constructed with chandeliers and marble floors, but it won't remain. Or possibly we may not even be able to build it at all. We may bring uh, all very good materials for building, but it won't be built properly. We can't even build it properly in the first place. So in the same way, before we attempt to uh, bring in very elaborate discussions of Krishna, we should understand the basic topics mentioned in Bhagavad Gita. And this is the basic uh, material also for our preaching to the public. We find that when Srila Prabhupada was uh, speaking to non-devotees, he mostly spoke on principles from Bhagavad Gita, not on other Shastras. Vijay Prabhu, our world, Iskon's world book distribution minister, he noted that wherever he goes in the world, he finds that people become devotees. The book that most uh, makes devotees, we can say, is Bhagavad Gita as it is. For preaching among our devotees also the basic topics of Bhagavad Gita are always uh, relevant. We find in uh, uh, Lord Krishna one of the verses in Bhagavad Gita he states that mamayabhangsho jiva loke jiva bhuta sanatanaha manashashtan indriyani prakritisthani karshati You can give the translation. Well, I'll give it also because others may listen in English later. That all the jivas are part and parcel of Krishna eternally. Uh, They are in the material world. They are struggling with the six senses beginning with the mind. So uh, we all have problems with the mind. Is it not? We're supposed to always think of Krishna, but somehow we manage to always think of everything else except Krishna. The Bhagavad Gita is the uh, perfect science for understanding the mind. (laughs) Of course, there is also a modern science of psychology, or actually it's not really one science, there are so many different opinions in the name of psychology. But the Vedic approach, as given by Lord Krishna and Bhagavad Gita, is perfect, and the mundane versions are all imperfect, and the approach is completely different. The Vedic approach is that the mind has to be controlled and withdrawn from sense objects and ultimately we have to be delivered from the vacillations of the mind.
The vaccinations means going backwards and forth, this way, that way, maybe this, know that, know this, know that. What about something else? No, let's try something else. This is no, no, something else. <laughs> Patanjali defines yoga as chitta vritti nirodha, stopping the the activities of the or, or the the propensity of the consciousness. And Krishna gives the perfect understanding of that in Bhagavad Gita. Manmana, always think of me. Ananya cheta satata, mananya aschinta yantoma. Again and again Krishna says this in Bhagavad Gita. As modern psychology, it, it uh, tries to adjust the mind so that to the insane position of enjoying sense gratification and at the same time try to be sane, which is impossible. Modern psychology is aimed at how to be insane in a socially acceptable manner. How to be insane in a socially acceptable manner. No, no, insane. They have no idea of sin. They, 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 just like uh, how, how to follow the rules of the madhouse. How to follow the rules of the madhouse. So in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna gives us the knowledge by which we can uh, become sane. That is knowledge of the absolute. That is the title of this chapter. Uh, the whole chapter, the whole subject, all the verses in this chapter, they are based on this second verse, which Srila Prabhupada, uh, he summarizes, the, or, or he elaborates in the first sentence of the purport, he uh, restates the text of this, of this second verse. Complete knowledge includes knowledge of the phenomenal world, the spirit behind it, and the source of both of them. And Prabhupada continues, this is transcendental knowledge. This is superb. Superb. Where else will we get such statements as this? We can read all the millions of books of the world in all the libraries of all the universities. We won't, all of them put together are not even slightly as valuable as this one sentence from Srila Prabhupada's Bhagavad Gita as it is. In one sentence, Srila Prabhupada describes what is complete knowledge. So we can go on talking many things, this, that, something else, but the knowledge of Bhagavad Gita is actual knowledge by which people can be delivered from the vacillations of the mind. So we should distribute these books and distribute knowledge, the knowledge that's in these books,
And certainly uh, people who are uh, even slightly sp- uh, spiritually ready for this knowledge, they will be struck by its profundity. And we ourselves should study this very carefully, this Bhagavad Gita as it is, so that we can have complete knowledge. This uh, knowledge of the Absolute is described in the next few verses. Knowledge of the material world is described. Bhumirapo nalo vayu kangmano buddhirevacha ahankara ityang me bhina prakriti ashtadha. The eight elements, earth, water, fire, air, ether, mind, intelligence, and false ego, are my separated energy, Krishna says. So these scientists and others are studying the material world. But they don't find Krishna. They won't find Krishna. Because Krishna very subtly maintains everything. Just after a few verses, Krishna will say, Mai sarvamidang protam sutre manigana eva. That uh, everything rests upon Krishna as pearls are strung on a thread. Now, uh, we can't see the thread in a string of pearls, but we know it must be there. Otherwise, the pearls could not stay on the... Th- they could not hang like this. They'd just all fall down and scatter. So, uh, but, but a child may see the string of pearls or the, the pearl necklace and just presume that the pearls are like that. They're just like that, hanging. There is no knowledge of how or why. A child sees the sun in the sky and just sees it, that's all. He doesn't think how or why it is there. But when uh, the child becomes older, then he may inquire, what is this? And from that inquiry comes all of science. From such inquiries comes all of science, history, geography, and so all human knowledge. But they can't see Krishna behind it all. Just as you can't see the string in a pearl necklace. Yeah, could you please sit just so you don't show your back to the deity? <clears throat> Nevertheless, an intelligent person knows there must be string, otherwise, the pearls could not be in a necklace. So, uh, to understand Krishna, we have to understand from Bhagavad Gita. We cannot uh, find Krishna by searching by any material means. But if we understand Krishna from Bhagavad Gita, then we understand everything perfectly. Because we see everything in relation to Krishna. Uh, Krishna is the vital principle of everything. Without Krishna, nothing can exist. And Krishna gives some examples of this in here in this chapter. 
Rasoham apsu kaunteya, O kaunteya, Arjuna. I am the taste of water. Without taste, it's inconceivable that water can be water without taste. Water is the media, medium by which we can taste. If the, if the mouth is completely dry and we take some completely dry bread, then there's no rasa, there's no taste, there's no pleasure. Krishna prabhatshmi shashi surya yoho. I am the light of the sun and the moon, Krishna says. So the, what is the meaning of the sun without light? Sun means there must be light. The moon also means there must be light. So, uh, Krishna says, I am the light of the sun and the moon. Krishna is the vital principle of everything. But then why can't we see Krishna? Well, that example is given. Uh, Krishna is not seen. He's, uh, that's uh, just like the string of the necklace. But we can see Krishna. We should see Krishna. But we don't see Krishna. Tribhir gunamaya bhavar ebisarvimidang jagat mohitam. What is that? Mohitam? What's the next line? Mohitang nabijana tima mebhya paramabhya. That Krishna says that everyone in this, everything, everyone in this world is overcome by the three modes of nature. And therefore, uh, we don't see Krishna. Daivihi esha gunamai mamamaya duratya mameva ye prapadyante maya me tam tarantite mohitam nabijana timamebya. Yeah, so uh, this is a well known verse. This energy of mine, Krishna says, is very difficult to overcome, this material energy. Actually, he says it's spiritual energy, because it's ultimately a spiritual. But one who surrenders to me, Krishna can, says, can easily cross beyond it. Srila <clears throat> Prabhupada makes that point in this purport to this verse. He says that uh, Krishna spoke to Arjuna because and Arjuna can understand this knowledge because he's a surrendered devotee of Krishna. Those who are not devotees of Krishna cannot find Krishna in Bhagavad Gita. Not sleeping. Only like this, but not sleeping. Uh, it's astonishing that people read Bhagavad Gita, explain Bhagavad Gita, but don't find Krishna. In this verse, which we're reading today, Krishna says, I will explain to you all knowledge, by which nothing else will remain to be known. And then in the next verse, he says, Manusharnam sahasreshu kastyajyatati siddhya yatatamaki siddhanam kastyajmangveti tathataha That very few people are even interested in understanding this spiritual knowledge. They may be interested in knowledge, but not spiritual knowledge. They only accept as knowledge that which is within the ken of their minuscule understanding. 
And of those who do take interest in spiritual knowledge, very few can understand Krishna. They don't understand Krishna because they're envious of Krishna. So Krishna says, I will now declare to you, Arjuna, this complete knowledge. Then in the next verse he says, he used the word mam. Me, very few people can understand me in truth. So in the next verse, verse 4, Krishna explains in one verse what is jnana, knowledge of the material world. In this context, jnana means knowledge of the material world. So, Krishna, I already uh, said that verse. The Krishna describes the uh, eight elements. And he says, May, this is my, these are, this is my separated energy. Then in the next verse after that, Aparayam etas twanyang prakriting vidhi me param jiva bhuta mahabaho yayedam dharyate jagat. How is the world being maintained? How is it going on? Because of the presence of the soul. The jivas are the spiritual energy. And Krishna says, they are my superior energy. Again he uses the me, this word, my. So this is vigyana. In the second verse here it said, jnanam tehamsa vigyana. This is spiritual knowledge. Or knowledge of spirit. And again, Krishna is behind both of them. This is knowledge of the Absolute. Uh, and again and again in these verses, Krishna explains how everything is working under his direction. He is the vital principle of everything. But there are persons who read Bhagavad Gita and they're enlivened by the subject matter, but they don't find Krishna. They're interested to understand the spiritual, but they, even though, yeah, they're interested to understand the spiritual. But even though, uh, Krishna gives knowledge here of what is that spiritual absolute, they don't understand that Krishna is what he's, what the subject that Krishna is talking about is himself. Uh, they take it that Krishna is talking about some other principle. They think that uh, Krishna is referring to some impersonal absolute. And Krishna, they think, is a representation of that impersonal absolute. Therefore, uh, they don't surrender to Krishna. And they don't get free from Maya. Namang dushkriti no murha prapadyante naradhamaha Maya paritagyana asurang bhavamashritaha There are four kinds of people 
who do not surrender to Krishna. Included among them are the Maya Aparitagyana, those whose knowledge is covered by ignorance. So this is uh, this is all explained here in the in the fifteenth sorry in the seventh chapter of Bhagavad Gita. So uh, getting back, this is. So here in the purport of the second verse, Srila Prabhupada states, one should be intelligent enough to know the source of all knowledge, who is the cause of all causes and the only object for meditation in all types of yoga practice. Uh, this verse that we're reading today, uh, that is the answer to a verse which is found in the Mundaka Upanishad. The question is given there, Kasmin u Bhagava Vigyate Sarvamidam Vigyatam Bhavati. This question is, what is it, by what is that by knowing which everything is known? This question should be asked. Where do we find such questions being asked? People don't have the intelligence or the depth of thought even to conceive of such questions. In the world there is a contest between atheists and theists. At the present time in England, in Britain and America especially, there is a strong clash between atheists and theists at the at the intellectual level and the propaganda level. There are some scientists who propose intelligent design, that the universe could not have arisen by chance, it must have been designed by some intelligence. And the atheistic scientists are making counter-propaganda against this. But we have a better question to offer than is there a designer or is there not a designer? And actually the materialist scientists are also trying to find the answer to this question, but within their own mundane limited sphere. They want to find one mathematical formula which will explain everything. Every, everything in the universe. That will unite the uh, apparently contradictory fields of relativity theory and quantum theory. They presume that they already understood relativity theory and quantum theory. No, they didn't presume, but at least they presume that they have at least an abstract understanding of it. But one of our devotees, uh, Rasaraj Prabhu, one Iskand devotee, is uh, pointing out in a in a scientific method, he is a qualified scientist, that uh, they didn't actually understand quantum theory 
at all. Of course, his voice is only one voice among many, but it is beginning to get heard in, sci in scientific fields. And uh, basically he's saying that what has been considered to be quantum theory, that they got it all wrong. So for the last you know, 90, 80, 90 years or so, uh, science has been running full speed in the wrong direction. So the scientists want one theory which will explain everything. But by everything, they mean the uh, interactions of various uh, energies. That which, it, yeah. Uh, everything with that is within the scope of what they consider to be science. But the proposal in the Mundaka Upanishad is to understand everything, not only in scientific terms, but in to understand everything uh, in every way possible. It's an ambitious question. And the answer is given in the Mundaka Upanishad. But if we read that or if we hear that, we may come to an impersonalistic conclusion. But here in Bhagavad Gita, which is the essence of all Upanishads, Krishna gives the knowledge of the uh, the one principle which is behind everything. That by which everything is to be known is perfectly understood by understanding Krishna. In the, uh, here in this chapter also there are such st statements Punyo Gandha Prithivyang uh, Krishna is the uh, smell of, in the earth Shabda ke, he is the sound in ether. So this may appear to be some impersonal understanding. But just see that word there, rasoham apsu, I am the taste in water, Krishna says. This is knowledge of the absolute. Ultimate knowledge is Krishna. Jnanam geyam jnanagamyam, he is knowledge that which is to be known and attainable by knowledge. So try to understand Krishna through Bhagavad Gita. Make your basis in Krishna consciousness very strong. Then uh, we can properly serve Krishna. Aham sarvasya prabhavo mata sarvang prabhartate Krishna says, I am the source of everything. Everything emanates from me. Itimatva those who uh, accept this, understand this, bhajante maam, they worship me, Krishna says. What's the last line of this verse? Buddha bhava samanvitaha. So, with, they worship me, Krishna says, with intelligence, with feeling. So, bhava or feeling without intelligence is uh, unintelligent bhava. That means mundane bhava. So, if we don't understand Krishna through Bhagavad Gita, we may feel bhava, but it's, it's, it's mundane. Any question about this? Yeah. 
Can everyone hear what he's saying? No. So I speak loudly. Can they hear now? Yeah. Speak, speak it loudly so that it comes up to here. In the second chapter of Bhagavad Gita, in the purport, Srila Prabhupada says that knowledge can be obtained by those who must try to the fruits of actions. Mm. What do not inspire? Do not inspire. Mm. And those who are for self-help. Yeah. And those who are? They are for self-help. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so what's the question? You mean, what does it mean? Do you mean, what does it mean? Is that the question? What does it mean? How to actually want well, uh, aspiring for the fruits of our actions means we're on the mundane platform. We're not surrendered to Krishna. We are trying to enjoy this material world. And then how can we understand Krishna? Even in devotional service, that uh, tendency may be there to to uh, enjoy the fruit of our activities. For instance, if someone sings very nicely for Krishna people may notice and say, oh, you're singing very nicely. But actually, this doesn't really have anything to do with the verse. Anyway, with the, as I started to answer it. Uh, so, one of the fruits of singing nicely is that people may notice that and praise us for doing so. Now, one who uh, aspires... For the fruit, one who doesn't aspire for the fruit of action will not be affected. He'll go on singing for Krishna's pleasure. But someone else may become affected and think, oh, people are praising me. How nice. I should try to sing more nicely and people will praise me more. Yeah. Uh, subtly, we may subtly consider like this. And then we can't understand Krishna because we're not surrendered to Krishna. We're enjoying the fruit of our supposed devotional service. Or someone may speak about Krishna and people say, oh, you speak very nicely. Some may think, oh, that's nice, they're praising me. So let me speak more nicely. I'll become so expert that people will sometimes laugh, sometimes they will cry. I'll quote so many shlokas, I'll become famous and go to hell. <laughs> because it's not for Krishna's pleasure. Or someone is very humble and then say, oh, see, he's so humble. And they start to think, hmm, yeah, hmm, I'm so humble. Yes, I'm the most humble. <laughs> <laughs>
I am the most humble. No one is more humble than me. Who is this rascal who, who thinks that they're more humble than me? So then we become very humble. Oh Prabhu, I'm so fallen. But it may be that within the heart there is the desire to be noticed for being humble. So we have to be very pure and sincere in our attitude. Self-promotion is very dangerous. Sometimes that is there for the sake of preaching. Just like I'm sitting on this big chair and you are sitting below me. But if I start to think that I'm so much superior, I'm so much better. I have to act as if superior. But if I start to think I'm so, so, so much superior, then I become a candidate for going to hell. Amitu Vaishnava e buddhi hoile amani nahabo ami pachishta shak ashya hridoi dushibe hoibo niroi gami says that if I think that I am a Vaishnav, then my heart will be polluted. No, th- uh, sorry, then I'll become, uh, then I won't be humble. The desire for prestige will contaminate my heart. And I'll become a candidate for going to hell. So devotee while going up has to stay down. Going up in Krishna consciousness means going down. Not going down that, uh, oh, now I'll go to the party and enjoy the pretty girls. Not that kind. Now I'll drink vodka. Not this kind of going down. Okay. What's that question? Read it out in Russian. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Is it? It's not clear the handwriting. Is the handwriting is not clear. Okay, if if they're not clear enough to think clearly, then I can't. If the question's not clear, you can't answer it. How many times must someone? Uh, how many? You can ask a question like: So many times must a triangle on the moon? It doesn't make any sense. So you can't answer such a question. How many times must a triangle on the moon? It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So. If you're going to ask a question, first the, the mind should be clear enough that you can phrase it properly. Otherwise, you know, just chant Hare Krishna. And then when you get more sane, then you can ask questions. Just chant Hare Krishna and take prasadam. Okay. So, uh, time for prasadam. Devotees are taking books. Which devotees yesterday decided they'd like to leave here? with their life much improved by taking a set of Prabhupada's books.
He knows the context, yeah. Anyone? <laughs> oh. I came here uselessly. Hari Hari Bifale Jangamagawainu. My my life is useless. I couldn't inspire even one person to take a set of Prabhupada's books. Tomorrow. Someone's going to take a full set. No more? Anyone? So many people don't have sets, they should take full sets. Please take full... If you don't have Prabhupada's books in your home, it's like a place of pilgrimage for crows. <laughs> That's stated in Srimad Bhagavatam. I didn't make it up on the spot. Vaya Santirtam, a pilgrimage place for, thro- for crows.